You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. this. It is I, your host, Alexis Barber, and I am so excited for today's episode. I had such an incredible conversation. You all are really going to love this one. This has been a highly requested guest, and they did not disappoint. So I'm really excited to have the girls behind NYCX Clothes on the show today. They were such a joy to speak to, and I think that we both, ha- we all had a few little breakthroughs and just a realization of how incredible it can be to go after your dreams and to stay really open to things. I think that having an open mind is the biggest thing that I learned from this conversation, and I think you'll love that too. So if you need some inspo, definitely keep listening. Don't forget that this show is brought to you by Two Collective, which is my line of luxury bathrobes. Check those out if you are interested and make sure that you're signed up for our daily affirmation texts and for our newsletter, as well as following us on Instagram for all of those daily little touches of affirmation, anti-burnout, and self-care content. Here is a little bit about our guests. So Chelsea and Christy Joseph are the sister duo behind fashion and lifestyle media platform NYCX Clothes, as well as boutique influencer agency NYCX Studio. Through creative storytelling and community building, the founders are on a mission to bring more transparency and inclusivity to the digital space. Combining their background in social media marketing and editorial writing, they have created impactful campaigns for a wide range of brands, from Koss to Tory Burch. Their work has been featured in Forbes, WWD, Vogue Business, Fashionista, Sheerlux, and more. Without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with NYCX Clothes. Hi. So Hi. excited to have you guys on. Thanks Same for having here. us. Of course. You're stars. So I like um, so excited because I feel like you're kind of OGs and like <laughs> this in this industry in a lot of ways. So I've been doing it yeah. for a while. <laughs> You've been out here, so I'm excited Girl, to get into it. Eight plus years. Yeah. Oh my god. 2014. Yeah. Yep. So when my face was born. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a long time. Okay, mm-hmm. we got a lot to learn then. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I like to start with rapid fire just so yes. the audience can get to know you a little that. bit better. Do you want to introduce yourself so that they can hear your voices and see who's who? For sure. So, Christy and Chelsea, I am half of NYCX Clothes, which is the 
fashion and lifestyle multimedia platform that my sister and I started in 2014. On the side, I also do a lot of freelance writing, basically just figuring out how to make writing a bigger part of my life. That's why we're here today and why all the <laughs> stuff I've done, what, what, why I've, I've, I've been, what I've been known for, I guess. <laughs> so I'm the other half of NYCX Clothes and we're sisters. If I don't know if we mentioned that. Yes. But um, I'm also an inspiring filmmaker with a really strong interest in fashion and storytelling. Yay! I have so many questions already <laughs> just based on this intro. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so let's get started. What are your big three in astrology, if you know? Okay, so I don't know my big threes, but I know I'm a Capricorn and I was born at like seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Same. I don't know too much about astrology, but I'm an Aquarius and I, I pretty sure I was born around 5 a.m. Okay, got it. Good to yeah. know. Which, which one of you is older? I'm she older. Is. Okay, got yeah. it. Love to see it. All right, where is your hometown and where do you live now? So we were born and raised in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and now we're in Brooklyn, specifically Bed-Stuy, yes. I am near Williamsburg in the Bushwick area. Okay. Wait, so how long did you live in Haiti? So we um, we moved here in 2010. Yes. Okay. So I was there for like 13 years. Yes. Um, and I'm almost at, almost in a few years, I'll be, I'll have spent half of my life in Haiti and half of my life here. Whoa. So, yeah. yeah. I, I just reached I was that. Up so to I'm... my like mid teenage years, like I was still in Haiti. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. That's a good perspective to have too. Oh, absolutely. What's something about your personality that makes you feel smart? So I have like random bits of information that I know. Like one night I'll just like, go into this like hole of like Googling one specific subject. It'll be like international relations between like Israel and Palestine. And yeah. I'll like watch everything for like four hours and I'll just like randomly pull it out in conversations. So just yeah. random tidbits of like history and like yes. politics I'm and the all same that. way. I'm yeah? the same way. I'm a Wikipedia girl. Man, I'm me too. I'm like yeah. I'm like have a link to a link to a link. Yeah. I'm like, yep, I wanna know everything. Like what yes. happened? I know. I love I on that same note, I think I, I love how curious I am. Like my husband and I we have this spanking and documentary Saturday thing where oh we will pick a documentary and sometimes alternate because he's in architecture and I'm in fashion and so Whoa. we'll we'll learn from each other's world and yeah it makes us feel really smart. Wait, I'm gonna <laughs> steal that honestly. So fast. I just give that out there. Y'all can run with it. I'm just <laughs> waiting for my partner at this point. <laughs> Girl, you can do it with your girlfriends. Could be a little pinky club. I like that. Facts. You know what? Yeah, apparently. I like that. Okay, <laughs> what's something about your personality that makes you feel superficial? Mm, okay. I'll go first. If you don't read any kind of information, whether it's a book, <laughs> article, <laughs> anything, I just don't know how deep a relationship can ever get. I feel like maybe it makes me feel superficial. I'll take it. I feel <laughs> like that makes you smart. Yeah. yeah. Like, pick up a book. Like, read a few you lines. Like, read some girl. Right? <laughs> I agree. I think for me, if you like, I feel like you need to look a certain way depending on where you go. Like, you can't look mm. unkept. Like, not to say that you have to, like, be wearing makeup, have your hair done, but like, yeah. I don't know. Like, my mom always taught me, like, you gotta just look like something when you go out, like, you're a person. Yes. So that's my thing. You gotta look kept everywhere Girl, you go. Grocery store, I, whatever. I agree. I yeah, agree. Babe. Have some decorum. Yeah, babe. Yeah, leave <laughs> yeah. that thing at decorum. home. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Literally. Okay. What is your most important self-care practice? Spending time alone. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I love times when there's nothing on the calendar I canceled all my plans or, you know, I just never had any. And I just figure out what I want to do, whether it's just like watch something mm. or just sit on the couch, read the book that I've been wanting to pick <laughs> out, just like spending time alone. 
I yeah. love that. I think that kind of leads to my point too. For me, it's like walking. Mm-hmm. I recently started doing that. Well, maybe because the weather's been nice. <laughs> but um, just like walking, being my thoughts, like pl- listening to music. That's like my go-to. Yeah, you and music. Um, yes, yeah. I, 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 I should be a DJ. I yes, should be a DJ. Shoot. 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 Give us a playlist. We'll put it in the oh, show okay. notes. You know what? Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. I feel like the... You a little teaser. I feel like I took a break from music for a while, and mm-hmm. then last mm-hmm. weekend, when we had, like, the first warm day, oh. I had, like, no plans, so I went to Prospect Park and uh-huh. just walked That's and so listened cute. to, like, my favorite albums, and it was, like, so nice, because I was always like, oh, I've got to listen to a podcast or an audiobook, <laughs> i got to be, like, learning, right. but now you just nah. have to enjoy, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, yes. I love that. Walking is everything. It is. Okay, what's the worst advice you've ever received? Okay, I think for... I have a very specific one um, as it pertains to the influencer industry. Sometimes people will say that they're about sharing information and not gatekeeping, and then you go to them, and then they'll like give you advice that's not advice. It stalls you from actually having the information. Like when people are not willing to share, like give me the exact contact info. Don't tell me to check LinkedIn. Like I already know. You know, don't check me. Don't tell me to go to the general info at because everyone knows that. And so I think the worst advice, like more generally, is like. The kind of like misleading advice that's not really advice because it's actually hiding. Yes. The real information. And that happens so much in this yes. industry. It happened to me fairly recently, which is oh. why it's fresh on my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my mind. The girls are always gatekeeping. Let's yeah. talk about it. I think just yeah. anything gatekeeping is just always such a turn off. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I think for me, it's the advice of like, oh, you only this age once. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, oh, you're only 23 once. You don't have to do the work. Like, you don't have to, you know, put in all these hours. Like, you can just enjoy mid this, enjoy that, which is fine. Girl, I love my enjoyment. She knows. But, like, you, sometimes it's like you really have to put your head down. And like, work too? Yeah, and what if I want to, like, enjoy my 30s and, like, put in the foundations now? So literally, I think that's, that is something I struggle with every day. Like, literally every day because I find that there is a contrasting thing when you go on TikTok. It's like, soft life right but then there's also like if you look at the people if you're ambitious and you want like a certain life for yourself you can't just be like going to Cirques and Caicos every weekend that's what I'm saying justifying that as self-care right it's like two sides to it and self-care the real self-care is very hard exactly it's not that expensive it's cheap let's talk about it it doesn't have to be yeah 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 I'll tell you oh that's a good one I love that okay I like to do a lightning round with the fashion girlies mostly because I like to get tea because I feel like I'm like someone who likes to look good but isn't deep in fashion. Uh-huh. You guys have so much knowledge and expertise. She's thinking it's the right That's people. That's her. So fashion fashion story is like, in the making. Yes. I, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> yes. it. Okay, so I'd like to know your favorite legacy designer brands. For me, it's Prada. Period. I just love the clean lines, the structures, like the mix of colors. They go for very much like they have their prints that they go for, but they also have their like basic colors that they use in every collection, and they always make come come back. I love yes. that. I love Scaparelli, a hundred percent. I think it makes you're not the dream. first person who said that. Oh. oh, I'm not surprised. I think it's just like it's fin- like when you think of fantasy and still being able to to still make it wearable. I think. Daniel Rosenberry or just Elsa Scaparelli back then mm. did a great job of it with her accessories, with her shapes, with her color use. But then Daniel has done a good job of continuing the legacy of that brand. And Scaparelli makes me dream. Ugh. Ugh, Always. It. I, I feel like time. it was like fashion was like, that's what it was meant to be. Like, yeah. you know, it's like very like, you know, what you want to aspire to. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate like a clean, neutral, simple silhouette. But like, yes. I do love being able to push it. And I think... 
you don't see too much of that sort of original line. Yeah, anymore. I agree. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are just repeating things. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. so yeah. that's just what sells. Exactly, yeah. it's what sells. Yeah. yeah. Google Mania does that, too. Let me not get on a tangent. I mean, I want Okay, what is your favorite... <laughs> what is your favorite up-and-coming designer brand? I discovered that brand very recently, and it's Tay Park. Look them up on Instagram. Oh. They're based in New York, and the way they play with, like, cuts and just, like, femininity, it makes me think a little bit of, like, Nancy Dojaka, but I think that, like, her use of color and materials are different. They're, like, a very cool up-and-coming brand, and it seems a lot of it is made out in Brooklyn, so mm. probably Locally made. Yes. I just need to look more into it, but so far, obsessed. Yes. Your few pieces to, that I want. I have to look into that. Um, for me, it. it's Kai Collective. I feel like it's up-and-coming, but becoming, a, like, a like a brand name yeah. um, for itself. I just really love how it, like, flatters, like, it plays well with color and just, like, flatters a lot of different body shapes and it's also founded by a black woman. So. Yes. yes. I always support that. Always. Yep. Do you have a favorite type of accessory? Like, you're wearing glasses right now. They look so good. Oh, like, thanks. is it glasses, jewelry, bags, shoes? What's your favorite? I can't go anywhere without, like, earrings. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an accessories girl. Like girl, Every the, black woman I've ever met. I'm telling you. Accessories are alive. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like I look like a boy, you know? Mm. And I'm like, I need to have, like, a, like, a statement earring and just, like, a cute little dainty jewelry pieces. Mm. So gold jewelry is, like, my kryptonite. Yeah. Chris mm. always tells me, like, when I leave the house, like, she's, she's always like, where are your earrings? earrings. I'm like, like oh, my yo. God, Chris, can you appreciate me for who no, I am? Because there are rare occasions nah. where I step out without my earrings. But, like, that's I forgot them at home. Like, but I feel, I feel her though. Like I love jewelry. It's just like it adds so much mm-hmm. to an outfit, and it's it's a good confidence like statement. It really is. It really yeah. is. One hundred percent. Okay. What is your favorite or dream designer bag? Okay, my favorite designer bag. I'm a huge Tory Burch girl. I love their bags. Okay? Shout out to Tory. Shout out to Tory. I'm wearing one right yeah. now. But my favorite one um, that I got, I think like three years ago, mm-hmm. they sent it to me. It's this Tory. It's this. Radzi, it's called Tory Burch Lee Radzi yeah. Wall. I was okay, thinking you know about that. Yes. 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 Okay, it's the yes. croc. Have you seen the croc ones? Oh, oh yes. my They're god! So With the chain, sexy. I love a chain bag. Okay, it's so sexy. It's like my dream bag. Like when I saw it, you guys, I was like, oh my god, yeah. like, this needs to be. I'm mine. always like, Chris, let me hold that real quick. So mm. yes. I think I'm gonna it. get it for business school because I think it's like perfect yes. for oh, that. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be the chicest one on campus. Oh, I'm gonna be running the course. Yeah, I love it. Um, for me. It's. I think if I'm to invest in one right now, it probably would be the Jackie bag from Gucci. Yeah, classic. I really and I love the way that they've come up with new iterations. But just like I go back to like the very classic like yes. style, how it was made, for who it was made, the story of it. I mean, I I'm a, a little partial to Gucci because I like, Gucci. <laughs> enjoyed studying it when yeah. I was taking fashion courses. But yeah, the Jackie Hobo bag. It's me. so funny because Lee Razadwell and Jackie are Ooh. sisters. They're, Wait, yes. it's so funny. Yes. Yes. And they're both fashion icons in their they're, own right. Yeah. Exactly. And look at no you guys. That's so funny. Oh my, oh my God. God. Sisters for real. That's how you know. Yeah. I'm like, obsessed. She's half of me. Exactly. Oh, that is so cute. Okay, so favorite designer shoes. Oh, it's my Gucci slingback shoes. I love them so much. I think I'm not a huge logo mania girl, but I love how it's done so tastefully um, on the shoe. It's like a perfect like a hit like a heel height so you don't have to like 
Because I'm not a huge heels girl, but I Same. love to have a little height. So the Gucci swing back's 100%. Right now. Okay, <laughs> I can't say that because I have the same ones. But I think, I've, I've been curious about Amina Mirandi. Like, I want to purchase something from her. I, I don't know if it's those quality. clear PVC mm. pumps. I don't know if it's the ones that have, like, the multiple bands with the jewels on them. Mm. Or the one with, like, the little, um, like, star-like sort of, like, jewel i don't know which one it's gonna be but i've yeah. just been curious about the quality the fit and the comfort so i agree touch I've base also, with me in a few please months. do um, <laughs> yeah because i would I'll like to view it on my blog <laughs> yes okay so what is something on your wish list right now what's in your cart things you're looking for for the summer i guess Okay, you guys, I want the Celine Triomphe sunglasses. Oh, All the I girls are wearing it, okay? Everybody looks cute. Like, I want to be in Paris wearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The um, tortoise one. Thank you uh, if someone's they're listening. So <laughs> they're, they're very good. I think for me, it's like a bag from the way there. I think, like, um, I love the quality. But then they had that one that's like a pillow bag almost. Yeah. It looks so luscious. So oh, my like God. The, the pillow. Yeah, I think um, I see. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... Yes. yes. It, it haunts my the, dreams oh my God. every now I and then. Like the green the color green or like one. the yellow one. Yeah. Delicious. Perfect oh, for I summer like too. That. Oh my God. That's my wish is 100%. Summer. But I don't know if, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, perhaps. Okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> you think about it. Literally. So I'd like to jump in to asking more questions about your career, but I do kind of want to start with like what your background is. Like you're married. You, oh, yeah. you know, that's crazy. <laughs> and you've been in this for years. So could you each give me like some background on your careers, where you are now? You did give a great like preview of where you want to go for the future. So I'm excited to hear that. But where have you, where are you coming from? I love that. Um, I So, like I mentioned, my background always involved writing one way or another. Being from Haiti, though, like I had to choose a career that fit into either medicine, engineering, law. or law, right? Mm-hmm. Like my parents, you know, they wanted the best for me, so they wanted a career that had promise. And so writing wasn't ever something I thought about until maybe I started coming here and so it's, you know, possibility, right? At the same time, I still always loved fashion. I, I was that seven-year-old kid who was, like, sketching and, like, asking my... I, I had a catalog, and then I would go to every family member and be like, choose your outfit, and then I'll draw you in that exact outfit. Yeah. Like, the shoes and the glasses and everything. Doing a lot, hosting fashion shows for my family. Yep. A family of, like, like uh, an audience of literally, like, six or seven right. people. But still, I was so hyped. And so those two always were with me as I, like... Studied neuroscience in college at Hunter, thinking that's where I would go, um, would end up. But then I was such a social person, and I just could not. This sounds so superficial, y'all, but, like, I could not with, like, the uniform. Like, I could not wear a lab coat, and then I had to wear certain colors under, like... I could not. Mm-hmm. And so that, I felt like, naturally had a connection to marketing and figuring out, you know, like, consumer behavior and all that stuff. And so I went into digital marketing. I did social media for a few, like, food and media brands, and then eventually realized that I just really love fashion and writing still. And so that's what led to NYCXO's one way or another. It became, like, a creative outlet to explore that, and that opened a whole door into editorial for me. And most recently, like, I developed this interest in, like, fashion journalism and so I've been doing a lot of like studying like the designers and things like that and so still figuring it out but it's like the thread you know that yeah, connects thread. all those 
that I I love that because a lot of our audience members are people who are like maybe in college or getting out of college Mm -hmm. and like kind of realizing that what they were told to do isn't necessarily what they want. Right, what they want. And so I love that you've been able to build a career out of something you've always loved, Mm -hmm. even though you still, you didn't limit yourself though and you did explore those other Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, I have options. And That's how things are it's now. so interesting because for me, um, I think the connecting thread was always like film and video. So when we were in, I was about to start college. That's when we started NYSX. So it was in 2014. And I like I know, I realized that I had a passion for video. Fashion wasn't the f- thing that I gravitated towards, funny enough. Yeah. But I was like, okay, we should collaborate on something. I'm into video <laughs> and you're into fashion. Like Let's be vloggers. And at the time, the beauty gurus were like popping off. You know, it's like, we do yeah. this. Bethany Moda. You know, this. I was like, you know what? Let's just create our own YouTube channel where we could have that space for us to kind of express our creativity. And I was studying international business in college. So I was like, okay, we both kind of have that little space where we can be creative and just like do something for us, by us. So that's kind of how NYCX was came about. And gradually, I just started having more of a liking for film and like storytelling and how these kind of marry into each other and how you can tell powerful stories through just cinematic choices. So more recently, I went back to um, SVA, which is a liberal arts college, where I took a few classes um, last year in kind of like being more intentional with the camera. Video is becoming such an important thing. Like everyone's, everyone is mm-hmm. doing video. Yes. So just like learning how to mix fashion with that medium and make these stories that are going to last, make these culture shifting stories and really just bring in our community community within that. We recently did this project called... I was going to say, yeah. yes, I saw the, that. Yes, yes, the Unbraiding yes. Hair Appointment, which I um, directed and wrote. And just like incorporating these really stories that, right, mm, that us stunning. women are going through, but like making it from a lens that if it was published in the 60s, they would appreciate it. If it was published in the 2000s, they would appreciate it. And in 20 years, it will still be appreciated. I love that perspective too. And I think that's something that is sometimes kind of unique to black women too, is constantly Mm -hmm. thinking about is is being more timeless, you know? And also being able to serve our community in the past, present, and future. And I really loved, yeah, I feel like a lot of times people I'm talking to, that's really what they're focused on. Because I think we think so much about legacy because we're still in an era where we are the first a lot of the time, you know? And so we have to be, and that's why gatekeeping is so annoying. Mm, Yeah, I'm like, babe, please. I'm like, please, it's crazy. So I really love that so thanks for that you, you just said a word girl. you just said a word it's i'll have to think yeah i'll have to keep thinking that about that some more yeah 100 yeah i mean you're doing it so <laughs> so i yeah. think we'll we'll actually jump into career stuff and then get into more fashion at the end but mm-hmm. said this a little bit but what did you think you wanted to be when you grew up so I wanted to be a diplomat when I was like very young, right? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to like I'm like I've been I'm a huge fan of just international relations in general, and I think in some ways too, like with video, I'll eventually like document like issues like through my lens or something like in the future. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be a diplomat, and then as I got older, I was I got more interested in like business and like how things work. Yeah. Yeah. It varied, honestly. Like, I thought I wanted to be a neuroscientist. Um, I mean, it. but if I'm being honest, like, I wanted to be in fashion, like, very first. And yeah. then it was writing. It was just, like, the t- some the two combined somehow. But, like, I didn't know that a fashion journalist was a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it became be- wanting to be a neuroscientist. Like, I still very much love the intersection of psychology and biology. Like, I still, I think it, it dominates 
everything that we do. And then after it was chemists, physical therapy, like I'm telling you, girl, like I <laughs> went scientists. through it in college. I was like, how the hell do you expect me to know what I want to do? Like I'm 18. You know, like, yeah. but so now, um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like I'm finally on a path where mm-hmm. I, it's so clear to me. It's so, I love that. Yeah. And, and you're building it for yourselves, which is so incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I really admire about you two is that first of all, there's so much longevity in this. You've been doing it for eight years, but I know you're not managed or anything like that. And you are doing all of these all this um, business like by yourselves so I'm curious so from where you started with the YouTube channel and now you have like this great following on Instagram as well from where you started to where you are now where was that first like decision that we're gonna make money from this we're not gonna have other full-time jobs or we're gonna pitch ourselves to brands like when did you decide that that was possible it totally happened by accident, like yeah. believe it or not, because I, you know, my most recent full-time job was in October. And so like, mm. I never abandoned the idea of benefiting from what corporations can teach me, you know, like learning how the business works. Like it's at big scale, the stakes are low for you as an employee because you guys are a company, you know, make me a partner, that's another thing. But yeah. anywho, um, so I think around 2016 is when we all, we were offered our first like gifting deal mm-hmm. and it was just like subscribe rocks box I don't know two years after you started two years yeah. after you started so important to know that like when you're really doing it out of passion like there's no timeline on this no. you're just going as yeah. time like you're just following time and so um yeah that company they yeah. offered us a subscription for like six months and then all we had to do was post it and then one thing led to another but I do remember that like Chris and I very early on realized that like there's potential there like right. people right. want your content people want that connection that you have to your audience mm-hmm. let's just fine tune our craft and then get better at it yeah. and so our official like real deal First came in year. a year later and then yeah. that just sort of catapulted into like now seeing oh okay we can grow this thing to become a consulting agency right. because we love talking to brands and I know we'll get into that too but mm-hmm. yeah all total accident and Again, I, you know, I, I don't consider us to just be influencers because it's just something that happened by accident. I right. feel like now it's more of an established thing where it's like people know that that's what they want. Right, like that's but a career me, goal. It's always been sort of like a means to an end or like a creative right. way to Absolutely. what we want to do. I really like that because a lot of people do just want to get into this to be an influencer to make money and I think that they lack that creative passion right. for it yeah. and you will always burn out and not enjoy oh, yeah. it if you're not going to be creative 100%. yeah and I think it's also fun to also have other things that you're doing at the same time like as Chelsea said like I was working full-time well truly until like 2020 and early 2021 mm-hmm. so just like having the the nine to five where I was learning a lot of things like I was doing marketing for a skincare company and just like learning all these things that were able to help me structure my business and not necessarily like oh this is my end all be all but it's also something that like while I can grab the information from big corporations I can then implement to have a better business in oh, the end yes. so set myself up for the future by right. like grinding now it's just so that was always smart yeah that yeah. was always our thing too and that's the smart thing to do because I, I, what I also like about it is you guys you didn't have any like negativity when you're talking about your corporate jobs oh, like you're like girl, you're like no what? like we, we learned yeah. like, and, and that's how I think it's important to approach things because we like really romanticize entrepreneurship <laughs> and quitting your job and stuff <laughs> and it's not the same know, it can Yo. be a disservice to people going in yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I know you also value that because you've also had full-time jobs that yes. you also like and taken a lot out of. So I tell people, you know, always keep an open mind. Like, yeah. I, if a, the right opportunity presented itself, exactly. especially for where I want to go, like, I still would not dismiss Same. that, even mm. though I can make a living, thankfully, from this. 
How do you all pitch yourself when you're working with these brands? You said that it sort of like happened organically in the beginning, but you do do this for yourself. I don't anymore. Like I have a manager who does it. So for anyone who's looking to get started, like what are some tips you have for pitching? Initially, we would go, like we'd live, I remember one time we met this um, jewelry brand. I'm trying to remember Lisette's company, Chris. Oh, ugh. I'm forgetting oh, the name. I'll have to tell you later. But we met her at an event that we, it was like a, it was a flea market style yes, thing. Oh my and gosh. then we just really started talking to the vendors there. We're like, we love what you have. Here's our platform. It's growing. We're happy to just create content that you would want to use either in your, your lookbook or like at the time, obviously we didn't know yeah. any of that stuff. But it was like, one, she was a black woman. And two, it was just like, we want to just support and we also want to work together, you know? And so it literally setting out by us finding like, people like this right because there's no blueprint we didn't we didn't come from at all just you know background where we had any sort of in you know mm-hmm. in the industry and so it started out like that but then obviously as like you go through it you start to learn like the the ropes and stuff mm-hmm. and so we could find brands online and then one thing would lead to another where you do a collab and then another brand would see it like funny enough that's how Tori Birch found us yes. you know, yes. in 2018 um or sooner I so, think yeah. a little before that mm-hmm. and so never underestimate like Everything you do, always do it with intention and always do it with that same level of like passion and creativity and excellence mm-hmm. that you would do for what you actually want because you're positioning yourself to receive that when that blessing is there. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so now I think we we pretty much, as far as like how we pitch ourselves, I, th- I always tell people like, think about what you have to offer. Like you're not just, you can for sure just do Oh, yeah, you could post the thing. That's generally how brands want to engage with people. Like, you do that post. Maybe sometimes it's a long-term partnership, and then that's it. But, like, I always urge and invite brands to think about everything else that the creator is doing. You know, like, you have a podcast, for example. We have our editorial blog. We have, you know, our event space space where creators come. Like, for me, as a brand, that's, like, such a smart way to know other creators by just looking at our page and see who's shooting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a consulting agency where we can give them advice. And so I try to look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. to show them that there's real value in associating with our brand. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I like that. <laughs> I really like that. So what made you decide to start that studio? Because I love it. I've been there before. Yes. It was there uh, before. I uh, no, no, I, I remember yeah. the, the photos. The physical space, we got really lucky yeah. with it. Um, it was a COVID deal at the end of 2020. Honestly, I hope this continues, but they didn't go crazy with the rent, so we'll keep that. But that's a physical space. But that became, that was like six months after we actually launched NYCX Studio. Because we've always had an eye for design, especially Chelsea, like about, you know, we were shooting as early as like 2016. So we always wanted to curate a space that we're like, you know what, someone can walk into this and like feel good and like take a really nice picture and they don't have to like move anything around. So we wanted to have a space where we're like, you know what, I'm 100% happy with this. Like, I can literally pull up, shoot content, but I can also work. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of NYSX Studio started from a love of NYC, of, of interior design and just, like, having a curating space. Curating experiences Curating experiences, because we've always hosted events. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we hosted our always. first event in, like, 2017. We did, like, a bar Workout like a workout class. class. Oh. I mean, it was just, we literally walked to the place because it was near us and we were just like, hey, can would we, you ever want to collab? We can bring people to you. Yeah. You know? So that's the physical studio sport. But then the consulting agency started. We've been, I've worked as a brand manager doing um, influencer advertising campaigns and seeing how there's just so much like miseducation. Like brands, especially when they work with agencies, sometimes they don't know 
how communication mm. is being handled. They don't know what rates are offered. You know, sometimes like, right. people have very real feelings towards brands, but it's because of an agency. Yeah. And I think it's because some agencies are not accountable enough to like be such a completely transparent bridge because they have to protect their bottom line right. as well. And so I think we wanted to do away with this idea, having been in the space for, by that time, like almost six years, um, but plus, because I've had social media jobs before that, um, we wanted to just do it differently. And so it started out very organically. We we're having conversations with our brand partners. And then all the unfortunate, you know, protests around George Floyd happened. Yeah. And so more brands suddenly, you know, became panicked a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to know, like, are we doing it right? Like, what right. statement? ก็คือแบบสิ่งที่มันเป็นคือแบบสิ่งที่มันเป็นคือแบบสิ่งที่มันเป็นคือแบบสิ่งที่มันเป็นคือแบบสิ่งที่มันเป็นคือแบบสิ
try. Yeah, and I think that's what differentiates people who succeed in this industry or any industry really is like, like you all said in the beginning, you weren't getting paid a ton of money to do like hosting or having these like amazing content that you were making for people, but you were focused on learning, first mm -hmm. of all, and also just like ready to do your best and mm -hmm. make it a creative outlet. And I think that's why you've had longevity in the space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like really important to, to remember. It's like mm -hmm. not a, just about going viral or something yeah. like Oof. that. You yeah. Know, you've got to like, <laughs> change the idea of that. Virality but, scares yeah. me. I don't know. Scares me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, scary. it's crazy. Okay, so what is something, or I guess you guys are siblings. So what's the hardest part about working together and the best part about working together? I think the best part about work, I'll start with the best part about working together is that we're, because we're sibling, we're committed to each other first. Mm. So when you run a business, like, of course, you know, things get in the way, like it can, like whatever, whatever can happen. But for us, we know that we prioritize our relationship first. So therefore, it's always going to be beneficial to the business. Like we know at the end of the day, like we got each other. And when you have that love and when you have the commitment to work and you're passionate about something that you create together, it's like there's no, it's a win-win, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Yeah, our relationship might be, is the best thing for That's me. That's true. And, but also that makes it hard because sometimes <laughs> the relationship Hotel. can get in the way of like the business in yes. the sense of like, Sometimes thinking about relaying feedback, thinking about, yeah. mm. you know, being honest with each other about what our shortcomings are and what we can do better. It's hard to separate the personal sometimes from the professional. Yep. Because when you get too professional, then you seem like you don't care about the personal. And yeah. if you get too personal, then it's like you're not serious. You know, right. like you're still running a business. And so... It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, my boyfriend's very involved in uh -huh. um, Two Collective in the robes and stuff like that, so I've had that, too, yeah. where I'm like, why is the website not updated, babe? I don't right. know. Why is the website Yeah, just a simple question. I know. I love it. But it's fun. It's a great ride, and I honestly wouldn't do it any other Same. way. Same, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love to see it. Okay, so let's switch over to fashion for a little bit before we finish up. How did you each discover your personal style? And I'm so interested in this because you obviously grew, you didn't grow up in America. So mm -hmm. like, where did that come from? Uh, for me, it was always watching like old school movies, mm -hmm. like especially black movies and like black TV shows. I always got inspiration from like, you know, the early 2000s or like the, even the late 2010s too, yeah. because I think there's so much that happened. Like style has changed so much over the years, but it's also run back into a circle because you see a lot of things come back. So for me, it's just like, flipping through it's also flipping through like photo photo books like I'm huge in like film photography and just like film in general yeah. so going through that and also living in New York City I think um, oh my God. you get, you get exposed so much. to yes. so much and so many vignettes of like people and just like corners of like what people like like everything is so niche and you can kind of pick up from everyone and like make your style what it is yeah oh no no that's how it started for me too even just back in Haiti like the streets always inform just like what I was seeing. And I tried to basically recreate that with my catalog, right? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and so I think at the end of the day, like the streets is where it's at. And yeah. it didn't necessarily mean at the time that I was as open to trying them on myself. And so it just became an evolution. So I came here and then suddenly got exposed to Soho, which is this like 
thriving. Oh my God, yes. seen it. All the boutiques back in the days, like yeah, uh, the necessary clothing. Oh my God, who remembers? And so you try things out. You're just like, you know, why not? I'm trying to find myself. And you're as you go through life too, like in college, maybe your style is still kind of figuring it out. Like mm-hmm. especially if you, you know, you don't got it like that. Right. And then you know, as you become more mature, more confident, and more comfortable too, you can start to, you know, evolve like your base of knowledge about designers and invest in quality pieces and stuff. And so it changes with time. But I think at the end of the day, like the streets and being in fashion too, like I know so much about everything that's coming up, that's here, that's been there, that's still here, that will come. It's just amazing. That actually reminds me of another question I wanted to ask you guys personally, which Mm -hmm. was like, you, I feel like you know everybody. I feel like you guys are oh at every God. event. So, like, how do you maintain relationships? How do you build relationships? Oh, my God. That's so funny Honestly, that you say this. I don't think we do, like, know everyone. Yeah, I don't think so at all. <laughs> um, but thank you. I think it's... Um, well, the way I love to, to put it, sometimes, like, if with our brand partners, for example, like, I don't want to just email with you. Mm, I want to like see you. Me. I one want to have one. lunch with you. I want to have coffee with you. And if I'm doing an event, like, we threw a holiday party last year. Like, I'll invite I you. I want you to be there, yeah. you know, because I like you, you know? And so that's how I literally maintain relationships. Like, you become not just, like, this person I email with. Like, you become some, something of a yeah. friend. You know what I mean? And so if it's not, if it doesn't feel right, if it didn't work out, like I'm just not forcing it. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, it's not I'm that at that deep. point where I'm just so very comfortable knowing that like what's for me will well, find me exactly. because I'm going there. Thank you know you. what I mean? I'm walking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, you know, I'm, I don't tend to get too beat up when something doesn't work out. But I am very intentional about like doing a great job, being nice to people. Not being, you know, unnecessarily rude. Like, I always hate when yeah. people are just oh like, my God. Oh, no email etiquette. That's no crazy. email etiquette. No, like, mutual respect or anything like that. So, as much as possible, I try right. to do my things right. Again, can't please everybody. Exactly. Sometimes at the end of the day. And the goal shouldn't be that either. But yeah. I, just, I keep a close circle, but I tend to be really nice with the people that yeah. I just enjoy and like. Yeah, and you also have to know that not everyone is for you. Like, as you, as, as you said, like, sometimes you really have to make sure you're fostering the people that, like, have shown you love and, like, you show them love right back. Because I think a lot of times in our industry, it's it's very take, take, take. Like, yeah. as influencers, we oh, get a lot of things. Right, you get paid. Like, what, you know, what what's the association going to do for me in the long term? So sometimes you really have to take your term and, like, let me give back. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, when you used to work at a company, like, you sometimes, like, you would gift your boss something at the, at the, at the end of the right. year. Right? I'm like, why not just do it? Exactly. And I think, just because you want to. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I think that's when you've had full time jobs. 19. Right. When yeah. you've had full time jobs, you kind of understand how, you know, how, how, to, how to be and like how to behave professionally. So, yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. Professional, people as people is what Yeah. It is and like, not just like, right. Like, We're just people with jobs. Yeah. Like, you're cool. People. I like you. Okay. Boom. That's it. Relationship yep. oh, builds. I like, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. People very. really overthink it, I feel. Like, overthink relationship building and I'm like just be nice and send nice emails yeah <laughs> consistent if it doesn't feel right no for don't it. don't do it, it. Right. So much shit in that exactly okay so do you have any recommendations for people who want to discover their personal style or they feel like oh my god like I don't know what I'm wearing and my nothing in my closet looks good mm-hmm. or like maybe just your blog uh, uh, also, like, for things sure you use. yeah right um um I think Honestly, you just have to try new silhouettes. Like, mm. 
just be open-minded. I know that everyone says that, but it's true. Because, like, you never know if you like something until you try it. So just being open to, like, new brands, right? Being open to just, like, even walking around your city and seeing, like, the local scene go to thrift stores and seeing yes. what they have. Like, mm-hmm. just really learn and, like, see what works and what doesn't. Because I feel like something's going to stick. You know what I mean? Like, something you, like, will will fit what you want. So just, like, try new things and sing. Sure. And I do think, overall, like, fashion is in such a fragmented state where, like, every trends are replacing style. And mm. I think that at the end of the day, people would do well to remember that, like, at the end Thank of the day, you. like, your personal style is your personal style. Like, right. it's not... Trends can inform things that you maybe didn't know you like or you wanted to push yourself and, like, suddenly you're wearing those, like, huge platform heels, for example. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, how do you style things? Like, what are the color palettes that you gravitate towards? What are the silhouettes? Do you like to mix, you know, a tank top with, like, you know, a skirt, for example? Or, like, do you prefer just, like, more, like, voluminous blouses? Yeah. And stuff? So, like, at the end of the day, like, as you go through it and doing exactly what the things Chris said, you will figure out what exactly that you like. And I think at the end of the day, when you have a signature this is what people remember you for more than just to wear trends and like designer for the sake of saying that you're in you know yeah yeah yeah. a million percent i feel like that's i 100 percent agree okay Mm -hmm. so finally i want to know any resources you guys have for taking care of yourselves because clearly you're working a lot for a long period of this time you were working full-time as well as doing your blog so how do you take care of yourselves and take care of each other because you work, work together? Aww, I love that yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. I will say, I think that like, I don't know if it's a resource, but I think using your friends that are outside of your industry can be a resource to you to like better, to just like better take care of yourself. For example, like I have so many like vignettes of friendships and I think a lot of times like I tend to gravitate towards them, especially at a time where I feel like I'm burning out or like yeah. I just need like, to talk about anything else, mm-hmm. like really leaning into your friends. Like I, I'm part of a few film clubs, so a lot of time, like we'll do a movie night or something. Like and that's a resource to me, you know. So that I do that, but also technical, technicals like resource. Like I'm really been trying to get into meditation. Mm-hmm. So Headspace, like I've started looking into it, and it's like yes. a great space to just kind of like you know free your mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. I and yeah, I I don't particularly subscribe to any like wellness like service per se but like I I do the things like I don't negotiate working out like as much as possible I try to do it two to three times a week at the minimum because I think there's like physical energy is first and foremost like Mm. whatever your body has is what ultimately your mind will and so for me like I don't negotiate that but I also you know try to just keep an open mind I think like being able to just log off and you know go to the museum yeah right next door that you always wanted to go to you know like lean into your passion right right? lean into your passions like read read if that's what you love try a pottery class like I think I do a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily like it, it doesn't have to be exp- like we, we talked about that a little bit like it doesn't need to be expensive for it to be valuable mm. just like take care of your mind and listen to your body yeah I agree I love the that the two go in hand oh. hand in hand always oh, yeah. I love that question I think it's a great way to yes okay so the last question I like to ask everybody on the show is to finish this sentence with something that you want young people or other people to know you are too smart for I think for me, it's you're too smart to not take care of yourself. I like that. I think um, you're too smart to not give everything your absolute best. I love 
that it's a great place to end. Where can everyone find you? How can they support yes. you? What can we like, plug everything? Thank you. You can um, find us everywhere at NYCXCLOSE on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, um, blog, blog NYCXCLOSE.com. And you can find our studio page and agency at NYCX Studio on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.